Idly Holy Podcasterinos, we're back with another interview this week. I'm speaking with Coach Alan from Mind Body Training. In this podcast, we are talking about being sketchy young fellas, getting your life together, learning discipline through training and sports. We're talking about a bit of entrepreneurship, digital marketing, business models, burning out, lots of fun and exciting things. This is a really great interview and you should definitely check Alan out on social media and give him a follow because he's a, a serious dude with a great story. So I hope you're going to enjoy this. All right. Boom. super formal about anything with it it's really just like mm-hmm. learning a bit about what you're doing and fucking you know what it is that's driving you and your story and everything and um, mm-hmm. what did you think about the united ireland thing yeah you? that was interesting yeah that was interesting what's, what's your feelings on it's i'd be the same as yourself yeah. it's like from a mm. a kind of a, a moral kind of standpoint it's like really we should have it yeah we've been kind of mm. A lot of injustice up there. For sure. Know, and, but at the same time, it's like, is now the right moment? If, if you were to completely remove the, the British state from the, mm. the six counties now today, there'd be uproar, you know, with the the, the loyalists and stuff and yeah, the unionists and stuff like that, you know? There's so A I lot think, of animosity. And even living up here, you see it a bit more because you're kind of like, you know, whenever that whole bus thing happened, like setting that on fire, mm-hmm. like I was over in my mate's house and we were just looking out the window and there's just like oh, you could a see huge it. thing of smoke. And we were like, oh, I wonder, oh, what, yeah. wonder what that is. Like, and then uh, yeah. just saw the video and was like, oh, Jesus. Like, so there mm-hmm. is still those tensions. But also like, I don't know, I feel like it's probably going that way anyway. Like younger people generally are much more, they, they're kind of sick of the whole, the feud going on. They're yeah. going more towards the way of wanting, you know, a bit more of a progressive place and it's just like i don't know the whole history just bogs it down a lot of the time yeah. like the politics mm. and everything they can't do anything like mm. just nobody gets along but mm. um i think you, you mentioned something there in the the, the podcast that's yet the q a one and um, kind of like it's 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 like to, to say what so you're up there now yeah to say you're in a different country is yeah. just kind of oh man stop like when i'm getting stuff delivered to me i have to say like my postal address like to amazon like in the uk mm. i'm like ah i can't <laughs> fucking click it like <laughs> and trying to buy chicken in the shops and there's yeah. like union jacks everywhere i'm like no yeah, I have to yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's strange man but i think people it's like kind of when you look at it Kind of like the, the the age of religion, like we when yeah. was it probably the eighties, nineties, we start mm. kind of coming out at the early two thousand and yeah. kind of away from idealistic kind of thinking that's a mm. bit irrational and mm. more so people are beginning to mm-hmm. kind of think a bit more rationally about things and that's kind of what's what's holding people back up there, I believe, is kind of the the ideals that are kind of Yeah, and just the fear as well. Like that's mm. so entrenched. I mean because the Nobody really mix. I mean, people do mix, to be fair, between Catholics and Protestants and stuff, but mm. it is still a lot of the time very entrenched. Like you live in a certain area, you don't really go to the other areas mm. and maybe in work you do, but it, it still needs a bit of time, I think. And like the mm. older generation stuff, you forget like that it's nearby. Like I was, I was in the shop earlier and there was a guy like, and he was on a set of crutches going in paying for something and I looked at him he just had like a bullet hole in the back of his leg. I was just like, oh Jesus, mm. man. You forget yeah, how like, those 
you know, that yeah. history is still there. I, I read something there probably a year back. I think it was the second, the, the, the highest kind of on a global scale, mm. PTSD, the highest levels are found in the six counties up there. Yeah. And I think like, it's the set. Fuck, mm. sorry, go ahead. No, go on, go on. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, and that they have the best fucking, um, what was it? Healthcare system Ex- in the world. Explosive, or best, uh, I think it's not Burns Unit, or something like Bullet, um, medical treatment for bullet wounds, or for kneecap surgery or something, just because of like, Jesus. yeah. I, it's madness. Yeah, butchered it, but it was something like that. Um, yeah. It is, yeah, it's strange. But also, like, it's quite, you know, you'd almost get more trouble in Dublin, I think weirdly going around. Like Mm. there isn't that much, like you wouldn't see much on the streets or anything. And people are very friendly and like, you know, it's, it's just a different kind of, yeah, different atmosphere times. Mm. And coming up Mm. to the 12th as well, man, like that's next month and that'll be. Yeah. Crazy up there. And you feel safe kind of up there. Do you living up there? If you're going out on a night out? Yeah. I mean, I haven't had any hassle to be honest at all mm. like you get a bit of slagging or something or somebody says london dairy to you and you get a fucking yeah you have a bit of crack over it but i haven't had um i haven't had any real trouble at all like the 12th you'll feel like i wouldn't go out on it like mm. it is a bit like the purge where there's just yeah. like gangs of oh, people running around and everything's on fire and you're kind of like mm. yeah I should probably you know avoid avoid this part today <laughs> yeah like maybe stay home this evening yeah um, read a bit of stoicism or something yeah man get my fucking marcus aurelius on yeah. try not to <laughs> charge out but um yeah fucking thanks for talking to me today i appreciate you coming on and making the time um i'm interested in like your your coaching business how do you get started how did you get into that like how was it did you set it up yourself? I, I set it up for myself yeah. after the fact. So basically, probably eight years ago, oh, yeah? I was in a, a dark place mm. mentally. And when you're in a dark place mentally, your your body tends to reflect that. So mm. my physical health wasn't wasn't the best as well. And it was I was kind of going through a phase of where I was getting sick of kind of the life that I was living. And um I needed to make a change. I, I grew up in flats there in the inner city in Dublin mm-hmm. and we got offered a house out there up to an area that's a lot more quieter. So I said, I have to leave, leave me past behind me. It's not fair to my mother and father if I move up there and I'm still causing crap for them. So I moved up here and I came to the realisation that what got me to where I was in life was my mindset, my attitude, my mm-hmm. ways of thinking and that those ways of thinking, those attitudes, perspectives, they're not going to put me in the direction that I want to head in. So I had to kind of change my mind, alter my ways of thinking. So in order to do that, I started studying psychology on a, a personal level, not on an academic level now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started looking into, I started kind of with personal development and then from personal development, you kind of go into more practical and scientific um, kind of self-help um, mm-hmm. type of literature and stuff like that. So, um, I started kind of going into then CBT um, and yep. I just developed a big passion for studying the mind and that kind of helped me understand myself a bit better um, and kind of change me, me attitude and ways of thinking. And at the same time, I, I picked up exercise just to kind of give myself an outlet. I didn't, I was kind of lost, you know, when I moved up to my new house, mm-hmm. I left most of my old mates behind me. Yeah. No job prospects. Well, I thought that at the time. Um school was I, I made a mess in school I, I failed my junior cert 
um, as a result of, of not going in and then me leaving cert, I didn't sit that. So I was a bit, bit of a lost soul after I moved out of flats, but the desire to change was there. So I kind of dived into exercise just as an outlet, kill a bit of time, give me something to, to wake up, to do type of thing, you know, like that. And mm. as you know yourself, the, the endorphins, the, the, the benefits, the immediate benefits of exercise, they're, they're, they're great, you know, like that. So that helped me mentally and emotionally as well. So yeah. it was kind of came about as a combination of exercise and, and studying psychology. It helped me transform my life. So I said, right, there's obviously other people out there that not necessarily come from the exact same backgrounds, but backgrounds that lead to certain struggles, mental health struggles, mm-hmm. physical health struggles and that they might kind of resonate with my own journey um, and they might benefit from kind of me becoming a coach and sharing the tools and stuff that I use to, Man, to transform my own that's life, a you know. hell of a thing to figure out. That really, that's a, it sounds like a real kind of redemption story where you're doing something with all the stuff you learn to give it to other people, which I think mm. is kind of, it's the same for me, really, the essence of coaching or mm. being a teacher or a mentor. But there's a lot of stuff that you said there to touch on. So like you were in a dark place in terms of that your life, you know, you were, did you feel like you wanted something else? You were just kind of, you'd reached the end. What age were you eight years ago when this started? Was this kind so, of like late teens maybe? Yeah, so mm. I'd, I'd say I got offered the house out of flats when I was 17. Yeah. Um, and I moved out a month after my birthday, so it was October. Yeah. Um, so I would have just turned 18 at the yeah. time. And you did know? you have and, to leave your mates behind and like separate from the kind of group you were with at the time? And everything? Uh, partially. So mm. most of my friends that I grew up with, um, not all of them, but, but some of them, they kind of went astray so when I was roughly 13 mm. I kind of began to go down the wrong path I kind of become an influence by the by our surroundings the people yeah. around you the older generations and stuff mm. so I started kind of dibbling dabbling with drugs and stuff like that and some of my mates done that as well yeah. and when I was wanting to get myself out of that that type of environment when I was 17 18 when I was moving out of the house um, I knew that I had to kind of leave some of them behind you know, yeah. so if if I want to stop smoking weed and stop taking drugs and the all that kind of comes with that and kind of getting in trouble with the police and stuff like that, it's like it's going to be very very hard to do that. Yeah, and to resist temptation. That can be a really hard thing to do, though, man. When there's people that you love, but they do things that you mm-hmm. don't love, and you're kind of stuck in that situation with them. Mm-hmm. I've had similar things myself in terms of like whenever I was young and I was like I got arrested for the first time when I was twelve. Uh, really stupidly but was just hanging around with the wrong crowd doing mm. bad stuff and not going a good way and luckily my parents gave me kind of a kick in the arse and were like mm. you know you can't be doing that you can't be hanging around with them I still went on to get in way more trouble but I kind of learned then that you could separate yourself from people mm. and that there was life after that you know because when you're a kid mm. you're like your friends are your entire world so yeah. like when you don't have exactly. friends anymore, you feel like the biggest fucking loser of all time. <laughs> You're just like, there's nothing left. Like, yeah. So yeah. I think I wondered about at 18, like moving to a new place and like, that's a real death as well as kind of a rebirth. You have yeah. Like, well, that's mm. ex- exactly what it felt like, man. Yeah. It felt like, um, <clears throat> it's, it's a weird one. I'm not sure if you, you, you kind of might've had experiences mm. yourself, but yeah, for it sure. was a very dark time yeah. when I moved out. Like it was really, it was dark, but at the same time, mm. when I look back, yeah. I was very happy. As contradictory as that sounds, mm. I think it was more so. It was like, right, <clears throat> I think it was more of a subconscious type of thing. Like I knew that, right, this is 
the the end of something that yeah. you've been kind of doing for a long time, but it's the start start of something something new and yeah. a way of life that you're going to live for the rest of your life. So I think that with that kind of hope, it kind of came a, a, a bit of happiness, you know. So it was a bit very very daunting, very very scary. Man, but, a serious leap of faith because you don't know mm-hmm. if you've never done a transformation like that as well, where you're kind of like you don't. I mean you said you had hope. Where did that come from? Cause I know for a lot of people, like you might not even have hope that there'd be another, that there is another way. There is something else. Was there as a mentor or somebody that you kind of looked up to there? So if, if it would be mainly me father. Mm. So me father has always, so I got in the height of trouble growing up. Yeah. Was 14 up to 17, 18, yeah. getting in the height of, of crap and, mm. My father, he always stood by me. Now I know, obviously, if, if we have good good parents, they're, they're going to stand by us. But yeah. he he stood by me in the sense that he he let me know that this isn't who you are. Oh, that it's it's kind of without kind of directly saying it to me. Mm. You know, he kind of helped me realize that now I'm not that person. Mm. I was just kind of a reflection of of my environment, kind of a mirror of what was yeah. going on around me. Mm. You know, like that. So. I think it was kind of that realization and the, the kind of push that he gave me, you know, that's did powerful, that man. That's the same with me. Like my dad was really a strong influence then and in getting me to like mm. stay on kind of a right. Cause I was just always getting in trouble, man, and getting arrested and getting in fights mm. and just like doing dumb shit basically. But, um, mm. he always said to me, you know, no matter what, even if you go into McDonald's and kill a bunch of people, I'll still stand mm. by you. I'll still be there mm. in the end of it. And mm. I think when you have that, that's, you know, would a lot of your mates have had that or would they have more, their families not have maybe had their backs? It's, it's so this would be, a gen, it, it'd be a general, exactly. It'd be more of a, this is a generalization now, like, but a lot of my friends, like they might have, that were getting in, in, in trouble. And mm. um, like myself growing up, there would have been a pattern there of kind of, Mm. the background so maybe their, their mother and fathers wouldn't have been with each other yeah. they might have been on drugs yeah. in and out of jail type yeah. of thing so it's mm. a bit like the house was unstable type yeah. of thing yeah. but, but again there was people that like myself that fell into the little clique that their mothers and fathers they were great you know yeah. like that weren't involved in yeah. drugs crime mm. tried their best and mm. probably their best wasn't wasn't good enough at the time you know like that yeah well, you're like, I mean, your friend group have a profound effect on, especially if oh, there's definitely. instability in the family, man. I had that a lot with problems with family and stuff and just mm. it all, I just carried it around all the time and just put it into like, just trying to escape by just getting in trouble or your friends mm. become like your kind of family at a certain point and they're your whole kind of all your energy's going into that world, but yeah. it gets you in a lot of, I mean, you look up to the wrong people or you find yourself, mm. you know, influenced by the wrong people. And it's mm. it, a very hard cycle to get out of, man. I, I'm very impressed that you managed to take that really big step. Um, so I'm kind of curious about like what, so the opportunity came for you to move to this new house mm. and then you had to, did you decide to go to the house? Do, could you have an option to stay in the flat or to go to the house? Was it kind of like... Yeah. Yeah, we could. We we had the the option, like so. Yeah. We're from a, a working class family, mm-hmm. um, and working class families from inner city complexes, the flats that yeah. we grew grew up in, yeah. they'd be all kind of down on the housing list as well. Mm. And I think it was either last night or the night beforehand. My father said it to me, um, we were waiting up to twenty years on a house out of flats. Now, luckily, yeah, if it, he was saying if it came twenty years earlier, things would have been a lot different, but. Mm. 
Um, it took us 20 years, but the time that it happened that, that we got offered the house, it was the perfect time because by the age of 16 to 17, that's when my mental health yeah. began to seriously decline, you know, yeah. and mm. if we hadn't got out of there by then, I know for sure I wouldn't be on this podcast with yourself now. Man, it's um, so, there's so many young men that I've known, like even within like the radius of my house, like four or five guys that killed themselves at that same age. Yeah. They took their own lives in that mm. space of time towards late teens, early twenties. Mm. Um, and just in tragic circumstances, couldn't see a way out mm. um, and just made a decision that there's no going back from. So it's really, yeah, it's something that I always affects me very deeply in mm. terms of young men and mental health. So mm. yeah, your, your story, it's, it's a happy one, man, that you, you managed to get out of there. Mm. Um, I appreciate that one. Yeah. And so you're, you moved with your parents and you moved to the new house and then was that when you started you were kind of like in a void you got to do something yeah exactly yeah i needed i needed an outlet because my outlet mm. prior to moving up was i'll wake up in the morning i will go on the mitts from school yeah. i'll get stoned out my head mm. i will get up to all sorts um i will then go home when i'm meant to go home from school mm. i'll get changed i'll go back out and i'll get up to all sorts with, yeah. with my friends smoking drugs taking drugs even mm. selling drugs yeah. And that would kind of right up to the night time. I'd go in, go to bed, wake up, and the same thing mm. the next day. You know, like that. So it was like yep. I did have a routine back then, but it was a very, very negative and destructive one. Yep. And I completely got rid of that mm. after I moved. I had to leave it behind. So it was just a blank canvas, a big void. Mm. You know, the, the only thing that was there, as I said, was was a bit of hope. You know, like yeah. that. Yeah. Fuck, man. That's cla- like because I had kind of a similar thing in terms of that. I'd. I, I stuck it out and I did college and stuff, but I picked up a lot of bad habits. I was partying mm. all the time. I was drinking mm. like, you know, at least the entire weekend out on the rollover, going to nightclubs, mm. you know, taking drugs, giving drugs to people, doing mad shit. Mm. And I just gotten in a really bad way also. And a similar thing kind of happened where I came to the end of it. And it almost didn't occur to me that you have a routine or the routine is a thing. Yeah. Like I'd be like up all night, wake up at 12 in the day, eat fucking leftover pizza for breakfast, mm. kind of like wander around for a bit, then go out again. And mm. the whole time feeling like anxious, depressed and being like, oh, what's wrong? Like, I don't get, mm. you know, where's this coming from, man? Like thinking you'd been cursed or something. But yeah. it was just exactly what I was doing was causing all of those issues for yeah. me. And then taking responsibility for it and changing the routine really mm. changed my whole life. Like it changed mm. my mentality. Um, what do you remember from that time? Like, what was it? How did your mindset, did you have to learn about, you know, what did you learn about yourself and your, you know, what you could do or did you, did it make you more capable? Yeah. Uh, so I'm just trying to go back now. Mm. The Lighthouse family, I'm not sure. Are you aware of the Lighthouse family? No, no. So they're basically a, uh, a, uh, they're like a band. Yeah. Um, what what's the song? What's the name of the song? It, it will come to me in a, in a moment. The Lighthouse family. Yeah. I definitely know some of their songs, but mm. uh, my father used to play them. You know, we are we are kids yeah. on the weekends. I can remember we'd be yeah. running around four or five, and he'd have them playing in the background mm. while he's doing his bit of horn and stuff. So I kind of gravitated towards them mm. when I when I moved. I was listening to a lot of their music, so that's just something that came to me mind there. Mm. Um, in, in in terms of kind of I had a bit of hope as I said but mm. in terms of capabilities mm-hmm. the, my whole from 13 up to 18 
my 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 capabilities or lack thereof were continually and regularly negatively reinforced. Mm. So I, I do things that prove to me, whether on a conscious or subconscious level, that I'm a worthless piece of, of crap. Yeah, you, know, you, like bu- you built that image for yourself yeah, of what you're doing. I, exactly. I did the same. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know, so mm-hmm. that that was still there and mm. obviously still to this day, probably eight to ten years later, I still have insecurities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. in comparison to back then, it's like no, you know, it's like the the the, the attitude I had towards myself, towards my world. Yeah. It wasn't a very, very healthy one, you know. And mm-hmm. I, as I said, I had a bit of hope, but I think it was it was more so kind of an underlying and subconscious type of thing you know it wasn't really to the forefront that's of really interesting like saying that because self-respect that was something i learned later as well where it was mm. like that when i did something there was like a part of me that was taking note of that like every time i said mm. i was going to do something i didn't do it every time i did something yeah. i knew i shouldn't do like there was a bit in my brain that was writing all this down and going mm. you're a piece of shit <laughs> and that's yeah. like i that was what i concluded about myself so like mm. you'd make promises or you'd say you're going to do things and you didn't really believe it a lot yeah. of the time so exactly. I, you kind of reinforce your own self-image and it becomes this mm. like man negative cycle but did you feel in those times did you feel alone did you feel like you were you um, know isolated I, or i did and i didn't mm-hmm. so it's kind of like as you know yourself and you're involved in that kind of lifestyle it's exciting mm. you know it's like there's a lot of darkness and negativity to it but yeah it's exciting. It's fun. It's it's a, it's a bit of a crack. Mm-hmm. Like I've one of my friends that he grew up with me, kind of in from the teens onward. Um, we still continue to hang around with himself. He's actually a mm-hmm. a, a friend. We have a, a mutual friend. He's a very good friend. Um, of of Philly's there. Yeah. Um, so it, himself, it, he's kind of what's what's the word for it? Um, he's kind of um. I don't know what's what's the kind of word for it there. It kind of loses me trying to talk here. Is he still in that lifestyle or still? No, kind of... no, no. He's what the, what I'm trying to say is hmm. basically he he got himself involved and kind of not anything too dramatic, you know, or too mm-hmm. too bad, but kind of went went to stay himself. But yeah. he had a great background and stuff as well, you mm-hmm. know. And it, what what I was basically going to say is himself. If, if if it wasn't for him, now yeah. um, I'd be kind of. I would have found it a lot harder yeah. at the time, you know. So mm-hmm. I did feel a bit isolated because you're you're so used to that kind of lifestyle, you leave it behind. Yeah. But I had him, I had another friend as well who was going kind of on a, a transitioning phase as well. So I had mm. those two. Mm-hmm. Um I'd meet up with them regularly. Um and then I had my family as well, you know. So yeah. I was I was living with my family. Yeah. Um so I had them in terms of the social support. But yeah, I still felt isolated, you know. Mm. I didn't know didn't know where where I was going who I was taking with me, you know, like that, mm. a lot of, lot of uncertainty and, um, yeah, bit of isolation now. And yeah, what the, what the destination is or who it's good to have people like that as well, that you can gravitate mm. to for, or can have a positive example for you. I'm lucky enough to have had people in my life as well that I could draw on in those times, you know, whenever it was mm. tough that I could kind of, I had this model of them that I could at least act out in some way that would help you. And I get, I always wonder how much like delinquency or getting in trouble when you're younger and stuff. is just that lack of a decent role model anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like if everybody, you know, is getting in trouble, you're going to be stuck getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like it's very hard to, I think that's why sports clubs and coaches are so important because mm-hmm. they Definitely. can offer, you know, a stable role model that is, mm-hmm. that can, yeah, 
be very powerful, particularly at that kind of time. And then, so mm-hmm. was this when you started the coaching or was this when you were? No, so mm. I was probably about, I was 18, so I moved up here. And I just, as I said, I was a bit of a lost soul. Um, mm. Just just start delving into books and stuff like that. I was mm-hmm. on YouTube. I typed in how to get over Ruh. I can remember yeah. this and all. And Napoleon Hill, are you aware of Napoleon Hill? I I've heard the name. Uh, yeah, is he yeah. a YouTube guy? YouTuber? He's, no, he's a... Like a self help public speaker, order. like public speaker, yeah. I think so. I he, yes, he wrote Think and Grow Rich. Did you ever heard of that book, Think and Grow Rich? Mm, I don't know if I've heard of the book now, but I, I definitely know the name. Yeah, so a lot of the the modern kind of will will movement, the, the secret and stuff like that, yeah, it would kind of originate from mm-hmm. from kind of his 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 kind of work, you know, like that. But um, he came up on YouTube, and anyways, um, and I listened to it's kind of like a series that he had. And he blew me mind, hmm. you know, he really blew me mind. So I Googled him Um, I looked up the books that he had and um, went into Eason's in the town and I picked up um, the Think and Grow Rich book. Yeah. And that was really, that's really where the kind of started for myself. I kind of dibbled and dabbled with the other kind of personal development, so the likes of The Secret and stuff, hmm. um, kind of looked into that. And then after a, probably a year or so of reading material like that and not really getting anything from it so as you know with the likes of the law of attraction the trying secret, to manifest you, stuff the whole time but yes, not doing anything like it. exactly yeah so <laughs> yeah. i'm sitting at home imagining myself a happy healthy Just and successful young man on a speedboat yeah and a year a year a year later i'm still sitting in my mother's house in a <laughs> manifesting jobs, not knowing what i'm doing with my life so i was like right this it's it can give you a bit of hope and mm. stuff like that but it could actually be negative as well so i know it's like in some of the material it would say um, kind of like you choose to feel the way you feel and you choose to think negative and you choose yep. to mm. experience anxious thoughts or fearful thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so stop choosing to do that. So I'm like, right, I'm going to stop doing that. Yeah. Um, and then literally five <laughs> seconds later, a negative thought would arise. And yeah. here's me playing whack-a-mole with my mind. Just fucking trying to get rid of them all. Yeah. Just, it makes you worse. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that. So nothing's manifesting into your life. Yep. And there's just negative upon negative thoughts yeah. and emotions yeah. as a result of trying not to have them. So I was mm-hmm. like, right, this isn't working for me. So yeah. kind of, you might have had a similar experience yourself with kind of delving into personal development. And then you go along to kind of more practical um, kind of psychological, science, scientific mm. methods for kind of yep. managing your mind and, mm-hmm. and managing your life, you know? So um, kind of went on to that. So I was doing that for probably a year, a year and a half, exercising as well um and it did it dramatically it it kept me on the right the right path first and foremost so it, i could have easily went back down to the flats but yeah. um, i didn't so that's the, the first thing that i've done is it, it kept me in the new environment mm. and it, it kind of opened up my mind to other things in life you know like th- things that are actually capable that i'm actually capable of, of bringing into my life or achieving mm. you know like that so um i'd say after a year or two in my new house i went um and done a course it was an feoe coaching course Um, always been interested in football yep. Um, i was on the social welfare at the time as well so i said i'll get paid for doing this course and having the crack so nice. not? so nice. um mm. yeah I, I went on to that course and it was my expectations in the lead up to the doing it were kind of low i was thinking it's going to be a bit of a bit of a joke type of thing but mm. when i went into it it was actually very well structured um and the the, the instructors within it they weren't just there to 
go over the materials with you and yeah. just forget about it. He actually cared about your 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 development, you know, mm. like that. And most of us that kind of would would do such courses, we might we all came from similar backgrounds, that's for sure. So mm-hmm. working class areas. Yeah. Um some people might have been like myself, might have had a past and got involved in stuff and they're trying to course correct, you know, like that. So yeah. they were well aware of that and, mm-hmm. and they really gave you um the attention that you needed, you know. So I done that course and one of the modules within it was a fitness instructor's course. So mm-hmm. I done that. I done it up in City West. I think it was three months long. Mm-hmm. And when I done it I realised that I've been exercising now for a year, a year and a half, like regularly. Yep. And I've been partially exercising for the past five to six years. So prior to moving out of flat, I might have went to the gym once a week or I might went one week, three times, and then you wouldn't see me in the gym for a month, you know, like yeah. that. So yeah. when I done the course, I learned how to, to structure your training in mm-hmm. a manner that is progressive mm-hmm. and, and, that's that's kind of organized you know like that so as a result of gaining the information um in regards to that i began to fall in love even more with exercising you know yeah. so i mm. done that and once i done that course i said right i'm gonna go on now and do a personal trainer's course so that was the the next level and that's basically so prior at, at around the same time i i knew i wanted to kind of go into is the it wouldn't be me, 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 I wouldn't look at it the same way now, but back then kind of life coaching, you know, kind of yep. the mindset coaching type of yep. thing. So I knew that's, that's where I wanted to, to mm. the direction I wanted to go and help people um, and stuff like that. So um, when I done that course, then it was like, right, it's a no brainer. It's like, you love exercising. Exercising was one of the pillars that probably more than likely saved your life. Gotcha. You psychology. Mm. yeah exactly yeah. you know you love psychology that definitely saved your life you know um so why not combine the two um there's definitely other people out there that can benefit from it and when you look yeah. at it as well it's like let's say if, if you say to me alan do me up a 12-week plan that will get me ripped as shit yeah. um and beach body ready <laughs> um i'll do you up a, a brilliant training plan that will do the job a brilliant nutrition plan but if you don't have a brilliant mindset you're not going to get brilliant results you know so yeah. the, the the mindset element as well is 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 very very important in mm. terms of the physical aspects of things you know so mm-hmm. it was kind of a no-brainer for me i said i'm gonna combine the two and i initially called the business physicology how tacky does that sound That's what <laughs> was I that, that was the initial one that was the initial body. Mm. yeah and if you go on to instagram and type that in you'll you'll find the old page there so yeah. the physical physicology i thought i'd be cool and saying, man like, you were so close with it like it was close close <laughs> yeah. enough close enough but, uh, and then i don't know i think it was actually me friend sean it was kind of like cbt mbt mm. you know he's really into cognitive behavioral therapy as well yep. um and that was what i was really delving into and that's the main thing that kind of transform me me attitude you know and um me, me mental well-being you know so he said why not why not kind of i think i called it mind body coach and actually mbc that's that's what i called the force mind mind and body coach and that's what it was and he said to me now i think you should call it mind body training so mbt yeah it's kind of similar to the cbt you know like that mm. so i said right i'll go ahead with that and that's kind of that's where it all came from. So probably five years now, down it four and a half to five years. Man, that's a really cool start. And the, I mean, it's very similar to myself in terms of the getting through that period with exercise, with mm. the kind of, I find with exercise, like the, the discipline of it and also just the, 
learning to deal with your own body again, like getting your desires in check, getting your routine in check kind of changes mm-hmm. everything else. There's an accountability to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really powerful. And then did you think, I suppose when you were in the FII camp, you were probably just kind of learning about coaching and things like that. Was there, um, were you thinking about it at that point that you wanted to be a coach or did you discover that, you know, when you were in there from coaches you were working with? So it was, the, as I said, kind of the mindset coach and mm. life coach and type of thing. Yeah. That's, I knew, knew that's what I wanted to yeah. do while I was doing the course. But when I done the actual module, the fitness instructing um, module, that's when I was like, right, so you're going to become, you're going to do, do the two physical coaching, yeah. kind of the mental coaching as well, you know, like yeah. that. So it was in the course, that's really where, that was the bird to I love really, you know, mm. kind of where, where it all originated from. The mindset from sports, I was talking about that with Donald, um, on that other podcast as well from mm. uh, the other day that talking about he was talking about stoicism and sports psychology or I brought up mm. sports psychology actually a lot of the stuff that I learned for fighting for boxing and for Muay Thai and mm. um, the sports psychology from that actually translated to the rest of my life really well mm. it uh, had this kind of knock-on effect of where do it like decreasing negative patterns of thought using mm. visualization properly um things like concentrating more on my performance rather than externals. Exactly. Which is very yeah. like the stoicism thing of, you know, exactly. not everything yeah. is in your power. Um, mm. And it, so it had that kind of changing of my attitude or tuning up of the attitude in mm. in the rest of my life, but through sports. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a really, it's a powerful thing. I mean, if you were to give somebody advice who's in the same position that you were in when you were 18, what would you say to them? What would you say in terms of, you know, what do you think you needed to hear at that time to get you to where you are now? Yeah, so there's there's two me's. There's the me mm. that will tell, the, the old me that will tell the current me to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. And then there's there's the there's the, the other me who might have a bit of sense or yeah. someone else who might have a bit of sense and say, Roy, I hear you, you know, like that. So it, it really comes down to the individual. It's like if I yeah. try to preach to people that are in that mindset yeah. of of like right i'm actually enjoying this this kind of lifestyle it's like who the, who the hell is here you know to, yeah. to be telling me what to do type of mm. thing you know so i wouldn't really have a message yeah. for such people but mm. such people eventually become the person that will listen to the message whether it's 10 years later 10 months later or bleeding 20 when years later eventually there. yeah eventually they're going to realize that the lifestyle it, it, it's a dead end you know mm. it's like it's a, it's a dead end yep. it's a miserable existence you know like that yep. um, and then when they realize that it's like right the more, the more their ears are open to, to advice you know so what i would say to anyone that would be in their late teens and mm. who has their their ears open um is force your environment do what you can to change your environment maybe you can't pick up and leave live the way I did. I was so lucky to be able to do that. As I said, if I didn't do that, God only knows where I'd be now, but do yeah. what you can to, 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 to make your environment more, more kind of in alignment with, with kind of the person you want to become, you know? So it's like, if you, if you are currently taking drugs and selling drugs and you, you don't want to become that person, it's like, if you're sitting around people every day that's smoking their brains out and selling drugs, it's like your environment isn't kind of, supportive of where you want to go you know mm-hmm. like that so environment forced and yeah. um, forced and foremost do what you can to shift that yep. and then realize that 
most most things are outside of your control back to the, the, yeah, the, the yeah. basic stoic principle. It's like you control very, very little. And the only thing that you have some degree of control over or even perceived control um, is kind of your attitude and your behaviors, you know, and um, make the most utilize that, you know, it's like, yeah. like kind of do maybe what I done, learn a bit more about your mm-hmm. mind and then apply what you learn to your current circumstances to improve them. Yeah. You know, like that. So, um, that's there's lots you could say, but I think they're probably two of the, the most important. They're things. definitely the fundamentals for getting your mm. way out of there. Listen to mm. your conscience as well is an interesting thing. Mm. There was something that you said there in terms of like being a young man. I think there's something we underestimate with young men a lot of the time mm. in our society, which is testosterone. We don't mm. really account for that a lot of the time, which is mm. young men are most likely to be criminals between the ages of about 15 to 25. Mm. And then mm. after like 25, 26, 27, way less likely to commit crimes. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole thing that you could actually just, they'll just put young offenders in jail until they're 27 mm. and then they just won't commit crimes again because yeah. that's the curve of testosterone. So you're more likely yeah. to be aggressive, competitive, status-seeking, more impulsive. And yeah. you have this kind of perfect mix of, so something like sports is a good mm. outlet for that where you can compete mm. in socially sanctioned competitions. Yeah rather than competing in the streets or in yeah. you know, nightclubs or wherever it is mm. with your knucklehead friends who are all doing the same shit. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I think to see what you said mm. there, man, the kind mm. of the, the, the hormonal aspects yeah. of things and kind mm. of your, 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 the physical aspects of things, so your, yeah. your, your biology and stuff like that. Mm. It, that's the, so there's, did you know that a judge is more likely to give you a life sentence if he's hungry? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. So, you know, before so lunch. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah before, don't exactly. have enough glucose. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know. So it's like all these different things that are influencing our moods, our thinking patterns, our behaviours. And I, I think that's a big role as kind of the testosterone. But if you also look at the, the cortex as well, it's like it's, it's not fully functional. It's not as developed. Yeah. You can't conceive yeah. of the consequences of your actions mm. as much. And you do. Mm. And I mean, nowadays, there's such high costs for things. I think everything's recorded. There's mm. phones. There's the internet. Like there isn't the same deniability that even maybe we had grown up where mm. you could at least stuff would be somewhat forgotten now. So there's like, there's harsh punishments for that kind of misbehavior like i'm thinking mm. of the guys in hoth that guy that you know jumped at that lady and then she fell yeah, down the train tracks and like mm. you know i mean that's really attempted murder like and that's just yeah. some stupid young fella trying to look mm. tough in front of his mates mm. and those decisions have consequences for your entire life definitely and definitely. thankfully i like my dad used to say to me all the time being like you know there's consequences and i just couldn't I didn't believe it until I saw mm. the consequences and then I went, oh yeah, shit. There's <laughs> There's everything, yeah. everything you do, man, from the, yeah. the, the smallest things that you think are unimportant to yeah. the big things that are important. Mm. Everything has, uh, there's, there's, there's the cause and there's the effect, you know? That's um, so true, man. The mm, small things mm. particularly, man, like you forget about that, like even like with a diet or something, if you're trying to lose weight, yeah. like, you know, one you know one cheat meal leads to another one leads to another one or like the same way if you're you know quitting drinking you're like oh, i'll just have one and then you're drinking more and yeah it's always these small decisions can exactly really matter um definitely mm. i had a client um without going discussing that business in, in mm. detail type of thing but yeah um when she starts she didn't start not not here too long now yeah. when she started she cleaned up her diet and stuff like that mm. um 
doing doing our exercising and I think it was it was either our first or our second week our progress like it stalled you know um, and we are trying to figure out why like if you, are, you put two and two together you're always going to Mm. you're gonna you're gonna get far you know like that's yeah. if you put the right training with the right nutrition you're always gonna it's oh, it's gonna produce it's a gonna result, you know like that mm. yeah so but it wasn't so i kind of done an assessment our diet was fine and i asked her a simple question i said how much water are you drinking each day she's like i'm not that's one of the habits that i'm struggling with mm. and i'm like right so let's try that for next week let's really emphasize the hab- the, the water habit yeah. 1.53 liters of water each day so she done that our weight our measurements are down the next week and mm. consistently thereafter you know like that so yeah. something as small as being hydrated tiny has big man. impacts you mm. know exactly and you you underestimated i think mm. sports and things like that where you have clear-cut goals where you have like you specify success and failure and that way you kind of have to stick to the standard that helps you appreciate, you know, something like that for young guys in that situation, having a goal is so important. Mm. Any goal, it could be, you know, to go and play a football match again. It could be, you know, to get into a course or something or to, you know, go out, whatever big or small, whatever it is. Cause mm. the only way you get positive emotion is in relationship to a goal. And so many young people, I think don't know this. Like I didn't mm. know it when I was in college and I'd be waking up with no plan no idea mm. what I was going to do, just wandering through the day and feeling terrible because mm. I wasn't actually aimed at anything. So I couldn't, uh, you know, positive emotion systems weren't working for me at all. And mm. um, mm. so that even just that little bit of discipline built in can give you, you know, a better quality of life. Mm. Mm. And just, yeah, small Definitely. things really. Definitely. The small things are the big things. Yeah, they certainly, they matter in the long run. And then, so you'd started the uh, coaching business Um, you're coaching, you particularly coach women um, through weight loss and through self-improvement stuff. And yeah. Has it always been that? Uh, is that your kind of target market or do you do other types of classes and what's the kind yeah. of? Mm. So kind of the likes of on social media and stuff like that, yeah. um, it's directed towards women, but I have yeah. a couple of male clients as well. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, it's like if you try to appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one. Yeah, you know. And yeah. if I if I'm when I initially started the business, I I was doing it offline. I was doing mm. it down in Drimna, um, and it was open for anyone, anyone that would come, can come type of thing. Yeah. Um, but it only attracted women, you know, yeah. like that. So I was like, right, I'm not getting any men onto the program. And I'd say it was about a year. I went into it not really didn't have any understanding of of business, you know, and marketing mm. and sales and kind of. The, the the kind of the psychology yeah. psychological aspects of business you know mm. like that um so i started kind of looking into that and when i did i realized that right i have to in order for me to attract the right people to me business i have to know exactly who the right people are yeah. um and the right people aren't everyone so mm. if someone doesn't give two craps about their physical and mental health and they're just mm. concerned with how they look it's like yeah mind body training's not for you yeah you know like that's that. like Mm. yeah exactly you know so if i'm appealing to people like that it's like they're the only people that i'm going to attract you know so it's where i'm at right now it's i work with busy ladies generally over the age of 35 but if mm-hmm. any any younger ladies want to work and um, with my body training they can and mm-hmm. um, but generally busy and um, working mothers over the age of 35 who yep. want to improve both their mind and their body 
Nice. You know, Sick, so. man. That's really good. Yeah, I was listening to your man, James Smith, PT, that guy. He was on a podcast recently mm. um, with Michaela Pearson. But he said an interesting thing that was like he has his ideal customer in his mind all the time. Yeah. Like every yeah. post he makes, everything he does is aimed at this ideal exactly. customer always. Mm. Um, I think it's a yeah super good way to do stuff. I've been a bit like open-ended, but I think generally my audience is about 70% male, 30% female, mm. mostly men around the same age doing what I'm doing, trying to figure out, you know, who you're going to be, get mm. responsibility for your life, get some goals mm. and uh, just that personal development and growth. Mm. Um, mm. But it's so important for, you know, your business. And then Freddie. did you start off online? You said you started off offline and then you transitioned into it. Yeah, I, st- I started off offline. I was mm. doing it down in Drimna in a, a gym hall in a community center. Yeah. Um, and I was doing that from, I think it was Jan, was it January 2017, I think, mm. was when I started. So nearly five years. Yeah, it would have been January um, 2007. I had an eight-week mind-body challenge. That's what I was running. Yeah. Um, I got leaflets made up. I um, I went, I'll share one of my little marketing tactics. I yeah. went on to the, the local community centers page that I was doing the, the training in and I just added anyone that was on the page. So yeah. you know, they were obviously from the area, you know, adults. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I broadcasted it then on me, me social media page yeah. um, and I ran with a, a, an eight-week program. So I started there um, and I continued doing it right up until um, the onset of COVID-19. Yeah. And that, that forced me online. Um, mm-hmm. Now, initially I thought it was going to destroy me business, but yep. I think it was a, a blessing in disguise. Uh, mm, uh, that's really. interesting in terms of mm. just changing your the way you had to do it. Mm. Yeah, I've the, the the skills that I've learned over the past past year. It's yep. just it's uh, mm. it, it's it's unbelievable, you know, like that. And mm-hmm. it's something that I've always wanted to do. So, yep. say the year prior to transitioning online, I was I I was ran down physically and mentally mm. ran down and mm. yeah i'm getting up to help people out physically and mentally it didn't didn't make sense you know like yeah. that so mm. i wanted to kind of transition online or even do do a partially online partially offline type yep. of thing but yeah i never had the, the courage to do so i thought that if i transitioned online mm. i'd be focusing on that aspect therefore less attention on the offline element and if there's no attention on that it's going to kind of suffer you know like that so mm. i couldn't take the chance and COVID, it just it, it forced me online. I didn't have a choice, you know. So, yep. um, and it gave me the time as well to kind of learn how to run a business online mm. and kind of maintain and make it somewhat predictable as well, you know. Yeah, and when did you get somebody like get somebody to build a website for you, and then you had to do the Instagram and all that? How do you like? I, I mean, I don't. If you don't want to talk about, it, you don't have to. But um, yeah. like, I'm interested because there's a lot of PTs at the moment. I know some people that are doing it, so and there seems to be different kind of ways of going about it and different, I mean, doing the online stuff myself, I guess I think about having the social media profiles and the website and mailing lists and, you know, mm. what the goal of it is. And mm. um, for your type of training, would it be to sign people up, to get them classes, to get them, you know, online training mostly or in person? How, how do you think it's, about it? Yeah. So it's basically, it's the, if, if someone, if someone wants to do classes, it's like, mm-hmm. There's a gym around the corner. You'll pay 25 quid a month for it. Yeah. And you can do as many classes as you want. Is that going to get you to where you want to get to? But, yeah. You know, so if, if you're not too concerned about 
achieving a target, whether that's a, an yeah. internal one, mentally and emotionally, mm-hmm. or an external one, your weight, your body composition, whatever it may be. If you're not concerned about that, yeah. you, you go to a gym, you know, like that. Yeah. You go to a trainer that is a specialist in kettlebells, barbells, dumbbells, mm-hmm. hip, box fit, yoga. Yeah. So like, go to one of those trainers, you know, like that. Whereas I wanted to kind of do something that is more specific mm-hmm. in terms of goal. So it's like, mm-hmm. and we have an outcome we need to work, we want to work towards, let's put a system in place that will help yep. us get from A to Z, you know, like that. So, the, so it's the, really what, dedicated, like, you know, one-on-one working with you to kind of achieve that, whatever goal so, is. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, it's the way I have a setup. So I have me, me website on the back end of that. I have a membership site. So yeah. if someone wants to come on board and work with mind body training, they'll do a six weeks mind body, body challenge. So that's kind yeah. of my introductory program. Yeah. It's a group program. So it's not one to one. Um, I do group sessions every day, yeah. um, yeah. Monday to Friday. Um, and then Savage. on the weekends as well. So mm. that, that would be one pillar of it. They'll get the, mm. the exercise in that regard, but on the, the back end of the membership site, you get the two other pillars. So mm. it's the, the mindset and the nutrition, you know, yeah. so it's kind of, Mm. yeah and is community important in it as well i mean with group stuff you get that extra kind of a bit of camaraderie with other people that are doing it community is very important you know and it's like that's that's one of the main things that i i have clients who've who've reached out to me in recent times who have family who are personal trainers they have um outdoor camps and stuff in their local areas and basically ask me when will I be back down it that they've tried those other ones and that they just yeah. can't get into them they don't feel at ease mm. within them you know yeah. and that's kind of the the, the mm. community aspect of it yep. you know so I've been very big on, on mm. that on yeah. trying to, to build a community of like-minded people who are not there to judge but who are there to uplift you know like that and any kind of positive energy comes from that you know like that so that's that's very important and then we're going online it's like how can you take that live human interaction mm. and community and kind mm. of transfer it online which is very very hard to do but yeah we, we've kind of done it so the likes of the, the sessions they're very interactive so before the sessions we'd all yap with each other i'll slag some of them messing they might slag <laughs> yeah. them back you know like yeah. that bit of and stuff yeah, like that and then I, yeah mm. so we, we'll do the session always as well when someone comes on board they're not they're, they're not just getting coaching from myself so yeah. when they do that for a session anyone who's in the session will introduce themselves to them, make them feel welcomed um, and give them some tips, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very interactive. And then at the end of each session, we do some mindfulness as well. So mm-hmm. um, they, they like that as well. So yeah, community is very important, you know, very, very important. Great for the dedication really as well and sticking mm-hmm. to it, to have mm-hmm. other people that are working towards the same stuff. How do, exactly. you, how do you cope with the workload? I mean, are you, do, are you oh, part man. of a team on it or do you just do it yourself? So me, me girlfriend helps me out. Yeah. So with the likes of emails and stuff like yeah. that, um, yeah, she she does that. But I'm a bit of a bit of a workaholic in fairness. And, oh, man, uh, you must be to be doing all that. Like I'd say, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's quite a lot. It's it's a lot. So I I put a, I'm a bit of a control freak in mm. not in a in a negative kind of and more so from a, a fearful point of view that if I hand something over to someone that yeah they might mess it up you know, like that, or yep. I, I got the likes of my system. So kind of what I'm doing, it's kind of, I don't know any other trainers that are, have a similar setup as myself in terms of kind of the mind body training, Yeah, you know, so the yep. different pillars, the mindset, the nutrition, the training. So I'd be fearful as well of someone coming on and kind of 
Mm-hmm. basically robbing Lift your whole the, system the system you know? and just going off and doing it yeah you know, yeah exactly right. you know like that so mm. um i think it's kind of our fear i'm kind yeah. of I, i'd be held it can back, be tough know? though man if you get burnt out like i had written an article a while back there about how i just fucking hit the right. wall big time mm-hmm. like i was mm-hmm. getting sick really ill just like my mood was fucked and mm-hmm. um, i actually just felt like i couldn't keep going i was just like yeah i can't keep doing this like i knew something had to change between like Mm-hmm. doing the podcast writing a book a play working full-time girlfriend fighting professionally in Muay Thai mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just too much going on it's and hard, you want to do it I mean I just feel like entrepreneurship puts so much demands on you as an individual There's especially sexy about it there really isn't man it's a and you you can do as much work as you want really I mean yeah. like you can always be promoting more things you can always be posting more things mm-hmm. you can always be you know putting yourself out there more but it's just a never-ending like you got to set some parameters at some point exactly do you know what <laughs> i learned last last week yeah. i knew it do you know like when you you, you know something intuitively mm. kind of maybe on a kind of back of the mind subconscious kind of level mm-hmm. and it, it it just it, it hits you mm. in the face eventually and it's like a cement what you already intuitively knew yeah you know and that kind yeah. of happened to me last week and it was basically the thought one of the best ways kind of to, to, to fix your life yeah. is to just get out and bleed and live it you know yeah. like that so for the mm. past eight years my head has been in the books studying psychology yeah. studying about fitness nutrition business yeah. and stuff like that mm. I'm fixing my life but at the same time outside of all of that I don't have a life I'm letting yeah. likes of mm. my girlfriend and stuff like that not meeting up with mates the relationships not, yeah you know so it's like it's really over the past, I'll be honest, I, I've kind of ran down, kind of not badly, but I hit a low over the past, I'd say, week, to t- seven to ten days. Now, mm. one of the main reasons as to why that is, it's because I've cut out the caffeine. I, yeah. I consumed a lot of Monster each day, so two to three cans, religiously. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'd say your pulse must be about 180. Oh, man. <laughs> Genie Mac, man. I don't know, but I, I cut that out. Now, mm. strangely enough, I, I would get, you know, like the, 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 like you have, you can have anxious thoughts, but yep. the emotional aspect, the emotion, the, the, there's, there's no emotion to it, a voice versa. You can have the, mm. the, the physical symptoms of anxiety, mm-hmm. but the mind is kind of, it's, there, there, there's nothing really going You're on. You're not actually anxious, it's just like your body it's, is kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Responding. So I, I was like that every day, just mm. from the monster. You yeah. know, like that, just just on edge, did we yep. feeling a bit weird, not really knowing why. Yep. Obviously, well, I knew why, but yeah. tricking myself into believing I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but I hit a low with it and I was like, right, time to cut this out. So I cut it out and that, the physical symptoms of the mm. anxiety have literally disappeared yeah. over the past seven to ten days. Surprise, now I thought my anxiety level to be through the roof, but yeah. I'm not in any way anxious over mm. the past seven days. But what I am is a bit angry. Yeah, getting a, a bit, bit more moody. emotional, a bit more like a bit snappy. More, yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, now today and yesterday, I've been grand. I'm not going to jinx anything. Yeah. Um, but the, the first week or whatever off it, it's, you know, it's, I've been, been been quite snappy really, you know? Yeah. Man, that's how I know, like, if I'm doing too much, if I start getting annoyed by, like, stupid small things, like, if mm. something small happens and I'm just pissed off, I'm like, all right, you're burnt out. You're doing way yeah. too much. Because mm. this shouldn't matter that much like when i just feel like there's no like there's just too much stuff on the plate which yeah. it has been for the last while because i don't know well the pandemic and stuff but mm. also just a lot of 
different projects on the go and things to be doing, mm. which is good. I mean, it's I like being busy. I prefer working yeah. than like I don't even Not- really like going on holidays or anything. I just prefer. Mm like working all the time my mm. girlfriend hates it she's so no she's always yeah. just like can we just fucking go away i'm like i feel it i feel the work it, man. man what about yeah. the work <laughs> yeah <laughs> who's gonna do the work but yeah, um, I, th- I think kind of the backgrounds come into play as well it's like yeah i'm, I'm only speaking for myself now i'm not speaking for yourself but yeah. i find that like i have a couple of friends that are kind of similar to ourselves kind of mm. entrepreneurial yeah. kind of thinking and some of them have kind of they've they've came from either a background of their, their mothers and their fathers mm. they were grafters you know like yeah. the hard workers entrepreneurial oh, yeah. um kind of thinking you know like that yeah. or they came from the opposite end of the spectrum their mothers and fathers they weren't they were just workers yeah. or maybe not even workers they were kind of involved in 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 stuff that probably wasn't too good for them mm. so i think it's kind of the background really is one of the the big drivers for kind of yeah overcompensating a bit or like yeah man my parents are like Duracell bunnies like the two of them Mm. just never stop working so Mm. I've definitely inherited that from them Mm. but Mm. I mean you can drive yourself mad with it like it does sometimes you can just be it's just productivity for the sake of productivity like and there's actually smarter ways to do it or you can make it easier you know yeah and and a lot of the times our attempts to be productive is very unproductive. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> it's, it's the it's, exact opposite of what yeah, you need to be doing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. It's like you're, you're beating yourself up because you're, the likes of emails, I have took three months off sending emails. Yeah. I haven't sent an email to me, my email list in over three months. Yeah. And I feel great because yeah. <laughs> every, every week I'd put myself under pressure mm. to write one or two emails. Yeah. I have to all my social media stuff, videos, yeah. working with clients and stuff yeah. like that and I was deep, deep. when I, I got to a stage when I'd sat down to write an email mm. my mind was just blank and I'd write something I'd leave it for a while and then I'd yeah. lay it back over and I'd say oh, I can't man. put that out there it's yeah. terrible you know yeah. and it burned me out yeah. so I was like right cut out some of your, your 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 attempts to be productive and you just might end up being a bit more productive you know like that's that. the funny it, thing man yeah mm-hmm. and you might take it away and then you suddenly realize it wasn't that important or it was exactly. something that actually wasn't having the results but that's why it's so i mean with entrepreneurship and particularly stuff online it's so mysterious as to you know what works you know what i mean like one thing might work and then suddenly you do it again and it doesn't work anymore or the yeah. algorithm or something has gone the other yeah. way and you're like it's that's why i i find it difficult to that i think of doing it as a business full-time I mean, I would like to, but I think I'd be more doing freelance writing and stuff because it's a mm. bit more consistent. The entrepreneurship kind of yeah. worries me because it's so, you know, it just feels very unstable for me a lot of the time. It's, but, it is. Mm. I, I learned a vital business lesson probably two years ago. Mm. And the business lesson was don't put all your eggs in the one basket. Yeah, So I, the sure. way, yeah, my, my marketing and kind of, lead generation and sales mm. um, system it, it came directly through Facebook and Instagram advertisement Yeah. so things were going great with me I could wake up on a Monday morning and say right I'm going to have five new clients yeah. sign up this week two to three hundred euros a pop for each client it's like right I know what's going to happen all I have to do is put a couple of hundred euros into the the, the advertising account yeah. and Bob is your uncle type of thing yeah. um, and then out of nowhere Facebook banned me from advertising what? Yeah, they banned me, me account for that. They're I got very, that as well before um, yeah. for advertising for something like, I can't remember what it was, there was something about smoking or something in it. Yeah, I wrote but, fat loss. 
Yeah, <laughs> really. That's yeah. And you have to so, appeal it and like Oh man. He, yeah. he rejected me appeal, so I went into panic mode. What did I do? I had my personal and business Facebook account. So I have yeah. an Alan Drimna and that's that's me my Facebook one. I had yeah. an Alan Bourne one at the time. Yep. That was my personal one. So I set one up on the personal account. Yeah. Um and what did I do? I used the same um the sales copy. Yeah. Oh, and they in, blocked in, you again. On the new one, and he blocked me again. Oh. Um, type of thing. So I was blocked from the two. And what mm. I was doing, anytime I'd create a new account, I'd link it to my main business page, my mind body training page. That was mm. the one and um, that the ads would kind of appear on. Yeah. Um, and then what they eventually done is they blocked my business account from advertising, restricted it. So I couldn't set up an account and link it to that. I was done. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God. What, what am, am I, I going to do? do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and, but it was it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it's kind of what you're saying there. It's like, it's so uncertain. Online stuff very, is very, very uncertain. Very uncertain. And, and what yeah. works today might not work tomorrow. And Facebook can ban you for saying yeah. woman or man or yeah. whatever it may be. Or you post like, a meme or something you that you post, think is funny. Exactly. And I, 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 do you know what happened to me actually a couple of weeks ago? I made a video and I knew after I made it that I shouldn't have done it it was a David yeah. Goggins motivational yeah. speech and he's yeah. like fuck people yeah. you know yeah. he's given he's given it a little speech and yeah. I'm appearing in the video you know it's like you know the way you make a TikTok type of video put videos. you in the background yeah yeah I'm just like I'm jumping up <laughs> off my chair and I'm nodding my head and I'm getting pumped yeah. up and yeah. he's, he's like uh, just tell them the fuck off and I ripped off me top then and I start running and then it just switched the screen switched to a naked man that was yeah. cliff diving and having the number two at the same time like, fuck, I don't give a fuck you know like that and I, I posted it on uh, immediately banned yeah immediately banned on TikTok <laughs> I, told, I told my friend about um, it he said for, it, for, for someone who's smart you're very very stupid <laughs> but it is it's a hard i mean that like because on the one hand like you want to do funny stuff or you want to be yourself but also i mean you are kind of your business and there's this like strange overlap of how much how professional you should be how much of yourself i find that with the internet it's like it's a bit blurred you know yeah it would make more sense if you're just a business yeah exactly it's like you have to put on your mask yeah in, in certain situations mm. different situations so the likes of yeah. that video if I had put that on Facebook or Instagram yeah. I have clients and stuff that would see that and be, they'll say it to me they'd be like what the hell are you doing Adam posting that yeah, you know yeah. like that whereas yeah. those clients they're not on Facebook or, or TikTok, TikTok yeah it's a different like kind that. of audience yeah the people that see it it's like they're young people like myself like yourself yeah. that yeah. if they're on TikTok they're not on it Mm. for the good of the hell that well they are they're on it for a bit of crack you know like that yeah. and for stuff like that and me thinking right I'm gonna blow me following with this this, <laughs> this, this is, this is, this I is the, the one yeah before I post it I'll actually do you know what I'll do after this I'll send it, send it yeah, to me. I'll put it's, it up it's, online it's, <laughs> don't 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 be yeah, man, man, a, man. It won't work <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah it's, 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 it's I should have been a bit more yeah. more cautious but that's what it comes down to again it's like mm. I'm a very transparent person and that could be yeah. me it could it's not going to be me downfall but it could get me in trouble you know Man, like that every day on this podcast yeah i'm just waiting for like i'm just gonna say the wrong thing, somebody's yeah. gonna have some sort of clip or something and i'm gonna be in the future and they're gonna be like why did you say this and i'll be yeah. like oh yeah i thought it was funny at the time sorry yeah. about that 
And yeah, but it is, I mean, I don't know. I, I also think it's important to have conversations out loud and to be yourself. There's so much fake shit everywhere. Mm. So much mm. people pretending to be other people mm. saying, just making things up, not saying what they think, you know, people silencing other people. Mm. I think it's important for people to be honest and to be real and to offer that connection to people. Yeah. And when uh, you do as well, it's, it's it like, matters. I think mm. it does. And it's like if someone can't call you out for something that you've already called yourself out on. Well, that too. You know, well, like that. Yeah. You mm. know it's like if you're you're being real, yeah. and it's important. It, it's like I'm not mm. the type of person that would say you, you always have to be real. I've, I'm not yeah. sure if you've ever heard of, I'm sure you did with the philosophy, Alamut. Oh yeah, I love it's Alamut. Like the, the, mm. the genuine fake. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're all wearing that. a mask, you know, yeah. and it's like yeah. the, the, the genuine fake is the one who realizes that and admits it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, um, we, we, we should be genuine fakes. We shouldn't yeah. be ingenuine fakes, you know, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And just even, I mean, what Donald was saying to me is really interesting in terms of your values and, you know, mm. figuring out what your values are and living in accord with them rather than, mm. you know, being in conflict with yourself all the time. But it's a hard mm. thing to do, man. I think it's a life's work. So I know ne- I tend not is. to judge people when they make mistakes or they do stupid mm. things or you go, I mean, we're all imperfect and just trying to you know get a little bit better so mm, I, yeah. I think forgiveness and a bit of respect for that is always important but mm, it's mm. on the decline these days a lot of the time yeah. unfortunately yeah and this what mm. you said it is a life, life it doesn't just you can't just choose your, suddenly your, be like your, oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it, it, takes, it takes time you know if you if yeah. spent a lifetime being a bit of a bollocks and you want to be a bit of a better person. It's not <laughs> yeah. going to happen overnight, you know. It's, it's going <laughs> to take you a long time to, yeah. to, to, to walk on yourself, you know. Certainly. It's a lifetime journey, but it's also, and I mean, it's good that there's people like yourself and then possibly I'm useful. I don't know. But <laughs> like coaches that care about people mm. that are willing to be honest like yourself and tell your st- a story. And hopefully, you know, if somebody listens to that and is in a similar situation, it can give them that little push to do something better because, Sometimes that's all it takes, you know. You had your dad, I had my dad. You know, maybe we're giving that back to other people. You don't know. Yeah, you exactly. just got to put it out there, and it could could be useful. Could just be nobody gives a fuck. But I think know. it's I think it's a, a lot more useful than we might believe ourselves. So I think yeah. we're, we can be our own worst critics mm. and 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 enemies. You know, I think yeah. what we're doing it is definitely helping people. The likes of this I mentioned on podcast that I was on last week it's mm. like me doing these podcasts now it's that's helped me mm. a lot it's mm. it's helped me kind of clarify or kind of crystallize my own thoughts yeah. just to kind of see things a bit more clearly mm. the kind of what I mentioned as well to kind of to you you can it's easy to kind of say something that you might say in the wrong way and yeah. it's when you do do that in a podcast or even in a video you kind of learn from it mm. you know so like having this conversation with yourself that's that's helping me yeah. and i'm sure if it's helping myself and um, if there's other people listening to it i'm sure they, they, it will help them too you know like yeah. that yeah that's what i find about the conversations man that's like even doing the podcast like in terms of you know to reach out to people and to grow a following mm. and everything like that just the personal growth i've had from the conversations to people makes mm. it worthwhile because Definitely. every time i walk away from it and you're a little bit different like there's something about these type of conversations that opens a door to actually changing a little bit. Mm. And it's, I mean, yeah, who knows where it'll go or 
what it can do for you. But I'm uh, I'm definitely happy to keep doing it. Mm. I'm I'm glad people will talk to me as well. That's always like surprising, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna it's 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 a great like think about it the likes of he's the donald there he's one of yeah. the the leading leading kind of stoic thinkers mm. of today you know like that and you literally had a released a podcast when i think it was today or yesterday yeah. you know like that it's like if podcast did not exist how you couldn't could you do have that. sat in front yeah couldn't exactly you know like the connections yeah. that you're making and Mm. you're learning from it's like it, it, in a sense it can be like going, going to, to study in college type of thing the people that you can yeah. get introduced to over time you know and learn Man, from it's a, exactly what you've said there it's an education and it's an education mm. that you can't really get anywhere else like it would have mm. been maybe at some obscure conference or something you could pe- yeah. speak to people now I can just reach out to people and if they want to talk to me I can talk to them and it's mm. you know you can learn from them directly in a way that mm. wasn't even possible before mm. but um yeah, I think that's a good place to finish it up. Thanks for speaking with me mm. today, Alan, and telling me your story. I'm super, man, super impressed by what you're doing, and I wish you every success with it. I'll definitely be recommending you to everybody that I know of because it's it's a really cool thing that you're doing. Sound out, man. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate you having me on. Really enjoyed it. Oh, my God. Another outro. I hope you enjoyed that podcast and the chat that we had. And don't forget to check Alan out at Mind Body Training Official. And if you like the podcast, hit follow on Spotify or go to the website, read a few articles, join our mailing list, whatever it is, man, whatever you feel like doing. Do your thing. All right. Have a good day now. Bye.